Hey, Will, like I normally do, I just want to take a moment to tell our listeners to make sure they hit us up on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you might see us. Make sure you're sending us something. Also, you can email us directly at AppalachiaMeetsWorld at gmail.com. If you get a moment, shoot us a line, give us some feedback. Yeah, and wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to Appalachia Meets World. It just helps our podcast, but it also helps you know when we're releasing a new episode. Appalachia Meets World podcast about place and perspective but always Appalachian and don't forget Will tonight's episode is powered by SOAR shaping our Appalachian region if you're an entrepreneur out there especially in eastern Kentucky check them out Appalachian meets world we're back on this Christmas day edition it's Will ho 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 and Neil <laughs> What up, man? What's up? Coming through. How are you? Mr. Ho-Ho. Ready for the big day? As ready as I can be, I guess. Once this storm hits, I think uh buckle down. Better tuck it in, old boy. And get back <laughs> out. I know. Hopefully I still have power on Christmas. Yeah, for real, you know. Oh, well, how about you? You be ready for the big holiday? Yeah, ready as I'll ever be. I mean, you know, I'm looking for the fat guy to come down the chimney and see what he's got in store for us this year. I've been a good boy. How about you? I, I try. I'm always a, a teetering. Yeah. You never yeah, can tell until the day. I know the feeling. So do my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to say and point out that the National Christmas Tree in, in D.C. came from Appalachia this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, it came from the Pisgah forest out of north carolina the usfs or the united states forest service of north carolina they named it ruby helped to get it to dc so it's right uh, the the tree you see all lit up in dc is from appalachia man that's cool yeah i guess uh just another feather in our cap we're famous (laughs) for so much already there you go might as well throw the christmas tree in there Speaking of trees and traditions, what kind of traditions do you have? Well, I mean, I'll be at mom and dad's and, you know, get the, the, the appetizer family. tradition yeah. being my favorite tradition. Yeah. Christmas with Santa is a tradition that well, we uh, me, get to enjoy every Christmas morning. Let me ask you this. Do, does Santa wrap his presents? You know, he does. And he wraps most of them. Occasionally, he'll just like randomly leave one unwrapped, you know? Yeah. Just leave it there for us to find, which is nice. Lazy or, or? Well, I think he does it according to the kids' abilities. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, with a, yeah. with a two year old in the house, I, you know, Santa knows sometimes it's a little hard for that two year old to open 15 gifts. So, well, I'll tell you. We grew up, Santa did not wrap our gifts, and I think that's the way to go. However, Santa, when he comes to my house, wraps gifts. I, you know, I agree. And I imagine that's it's not- really, really difficult for him to wrap every single one of those gifts. Back in our day, uh, like you said, Santa never wrapped gifts. They were just kind of like laying in our individual piles. You know, I assume Santa would do that at my house as well as I grew older, but I don't know. 
Mrs. Claus probably had something to say about it. <laughs> I <can> guarantee that. <laughs> and, and, you know, we talk about this, but I want to say anybody that's interested in uh, donating to those uh, flood victims in Eastern Kentucky, you, you can donate to give gifts, to, Christmas gifts to children that obviously don't have a home to have Christmas in this year. So I just wanted to mention that real quick. Yeah, lots of things have happened this year, Will, as we reflect back on it. Lots of uh, uh, things in Kentucky have occurred, especially in Kentucky. I, uh, just single that out because that's where I live, but, you know, all throughout Appalachia. But those floods were historic, I guess is a good word. People are still fighting that battle of recovery every day. So season is upon us, and there's still opportunity to give throughout eastern Kentucky. So if, if that hits you, today and you feel the need, uh, please do so. Yep. Well said. I, I, I know this is not going to be a long episode. I know people uh, over over the weekend want to celebrate Christmas, don't necessarily want to listen to a podcast, but I found this article, 12 Appalachian Christmas Traditions. I want to go through to see if you do any of these or have done any of these classic Appalachian traditions. All right. Hit me. Fruitcake. Have you ever bought, yes. delivered, or gotten a fruitcake? Yes, still do every year, Will. My wife's grandmother actually makes them. We get six or seven fruitcakes from her every year and deliver them to the six or seven people that we know that actually love and eat them. You know somebody that likes fruitcake? Yeah, your mom and dad's one of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dad loves eat some fruitcake. Have you actually eaten a fruitcake? I think it's terrible. Uh, it is terrible. <laughs> and, and the funny thing about that tradition, like back in the day, old time Appalachians, they actually were referring to apple stack cake and they just called it fruitcake. And it has evolved into literal fruitcake. Yeah. I like apple stack cake better. Yeah, much better. All right. <laughs> old Christmas. I know, I know you don't celebrate that, but that's that's tradition tradition that was you know always celebrated on january 6th back in the day people would always wait a little bit until after the new year to celebrate uh any superstitions i know there's like a cricket on the hearth uh, animals talk at midnight on christmas never heard that one just any superstitions you have for christmas nope just try to get in bed before midnight so santa's got plenty of time quasi superstition yeah candles in the window nope don't do it. I do do it. I've always do done it. it. Uh, Mom did back it. in the day when they didn't have electricity, they needed the candles. But did it's you? also like a welcoming to to suggest that, hey, we're still up. Uh, we welcome guests. Did you just bring one of Friends' greatest lines to our podcast? What I say? Do, do. <laughs> <laughs> I do, do. <laughs> oh, you can say it a thousand times. I'll laugh a thousand times. <laughs> Number five, serenading. Uh, I don't think we, we never really sang Christmas carols. We never really serenaded at Christmas. Well, Will, we did have that one tradition, the 12 days of Christmas. That's we true. You call Always. It. And we still do it to this day. You, I guess you call that serenading, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is something, number six, that we never really had in our house much. I think I've seen it a time or two, but mistletoe. Yeah. I've seen it. We don't particularly use it, but if I had it, I would certainly hang it over my door to my bedroom, <laughs> of course. 
<laughs> All right, we won't go there. Number seven, <laughs> bringing in the tree. I guess uh, back in the day, people didn't go to tree farms. They literally looked around their lot <laughs> to find the best tree to bring it in the house. I would be so mad if I had to cut down one of my trees for Christmas. Yeah, I know. Now there's so many tree farms. Like you have so many options. You can go to the grocery store and get a Christmas tree. Exactly. Uh, number eight. I know you do this. We all do this. Christmas cards. <laughs> That's so funny. I do, but I didn't. If that Not this sense. year? No. I no. Didn't. So if you're wondering why you didn't get a Christmas card from me, it's because, man, we just ran out of time. I, I'm telling you, Christmas crept up on me this year. I thought yes. I had like months and I literally had like eight days. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. Hey, have you ever, I, I, I've never done this, but it comes right through Eastern Kentucky, the Santa train. It's a 76 year old tradition. You know about it? Wow. I do not. I mean, I know about the, the train that's, you know, everybody goes and rides now. The, uh, Polar Express. Yeah, that's everywhere, though. But this started in Kingsport, Tennessee in 1943. So it's been going on for almost 80 years. But it goes through eastern Kentucky, southwest Virginia, and east Tennessee. Can you believe we haven't ever seen it or gone to it when we were little? No. Santa rides around on a train and delivers gifts. That's awesome. How do I get signed up? I mean, how do I go? (laughs) I don't know. We we have to. We need to look that up and see when that is. Maybe next year we can partake. I'm definitely number, going. Number ten. We already talked about this. Gifts. Old Appalachia. Uh, the gifts weren't anything like they are today. But back in the day, it was still a tradition to uh, give what you could. You know, we. Uh, I guess we kind of started a new tradition. <clears throat> We've done this before, but not to this degree. We made some candy this year with the boys. Uh huh. And it's really good, by the way. But do you remember when we were kids, that grandmother had gifts and, like, baked goods for, like, every family in town, and we had to go and deliver them? I do remember that, yeah. Occasionally she would do some bourbon balls. uh Uh-huh. Like, she must have been making candy, like, for a month straight. Because I remember very distinctly going and delivering the dink and yeah. Frank Shout and Shirley and everybody, you know, all the locals. I, I, I remember that too. Yeah, that brings back a lot, man. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about that. We in my family, we do make it, it's a tradition to make Christmas cookies with the kids every year. We don't hand them out. We we eat them ourselves. Right, right. Well, that's what we did with the candy this year. But you're but. right. I remember grandmother a month leading up to Christmas. Every time you were at her house, she was cooked. She was baking some and, kind of treat to deliver and she delivered it like to it what felt like everybody in town can you imagine like if i just made cookies for everybody in my neighborhood i would be exhausted with it you yeah know? right and she like covered the whole city crazy uh, another tradition is something that we've always done we still do the christmas story reading of the christmas story usually the patriarch of a family will read the verses out of the bible from the christmas story yeah we always do that mom has been lately having the kids do it which is cool yeah i'm seeing here later that tradition has evolved to allow the children to read from the bible yeah the last one is i think this is quintessential appalachia 
helping those in need. So obviously Christmas is a time of giving, but it's also, you know, for Appalachians, while it's year round, it's especially over Christmas helping those in need. Yeah. So those are the 12 old traditions, Appalachian traditions. Some we still do, some we don't. I'm all about traditions, Will. I think back to that year when I don't know if it was the first time we ever we ever sang the 12 days of Christmas, but it was certainly memorable when everybody was gathered in the in the den there at grandmother and papa's and we sang the 12 days of Christmas and papa I mean he made it memorable I guess you could say <laughs> no doubt like that, and, I remember that probably over any other thing that we ever did absolutely and I love the fact that we do it now we Still continue that yeah so I think grandmother and papa would be so happy to know that we've continued that tradition for all these years, uh, even after they've been gone now for 20 years. We've continued to to sing that every year at Christmas time. Well, in tradition of that, last year we put together a little "Twas the Night Before Christmas" poem, which we we may revisit. You may see that again. But this year, I think in tradition of that tradition that we have, I think we might bring in a guest to sing our version of the 12 Days of Christmas. I think so, Will. This show is kind of dedicated to dispelling some of those misconceptions that people have about Appalachia, all those stereotypes. Right, right. What better way to come face to face with those stereotypes than going all in? Yeah, I agree. So, in tradition, we're going to bring the tradition back, but go head-to-head with those stereotypes. You know, people that are usually keeping those stereotypes alive, like we talked about before, is the media, especially the New York Times. So, we're going to bring in a special guest to to sing our version of the 12 Days of Christmas sent to you by the New York Times. And you know that desk we're going to bring in, Neil? Who's that, Will? Mr. Elwood Jones. Elwood Jones, straight out of Appalachia. Hey, hey, hey there, Will. Hey, Will. Elwood. How y'all doing? How's it going? Yeah, well, buddy, it's, it's going down here. We're, we're getting ready for this Christmas. And uh, I was going to sing you boys a song, but I didn't bring my fiddle with me. Oh, you don't need a fiddle for this show. You reckon I banjo do just fine? <laughs> You're playing right into the stereotypes there, Elwood. It's not a fiddle, it's a banjo, right? That's right, that's right. Well, you see, you see, Will, it starts out a little something like this. On the first day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me shoes for my feet. Now, Elwood. You know we wear shoes in Appalachia. Well, I guess sometimes. <laughs> I guarantee you ain't got none on right now, boy. You got me there. <laughs> I actually prefer no shoes, but that's not my, that's my choice. On the second day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me two cases of Mountain Dew. Oh. What, you think we have dew teeth down here in, in, in Appalachia, Elwood? Well, I'm just saying, Will, I, I ain't never seen one of you that didn't like it. 
<laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I would. I do like me some Mountain Dew every now and then. <laughs> On the third day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me three roosters for my front yard. Elwood, Elwood, you tell me you got chickens in your front yard? <laughs> well, well, you know, you know me and Neil's got all kinds of chickens. <laughs> no, no, no if I could get, get me hands on three more, you know I'd get them. <laughs> on the fourth day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me four cans of Copenhagen. Copenhagen, you always got to... You always got to bring in the dip, Elwood. You in Appalachia, you got a dip. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I mean, if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> or if the no shoes fit. Yeah, there you go. On the fifth day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me a hillbilly elegy. Oh, God. Elwood, Elwood, you know there are better books out there than hillbilly elegy. It, I know, I'd be darned if that ain't the most famous right now. <laughs> Might be the most famous. Go go check out Elizabeth Katz's uh, new uh, book about Appalachia. Other Appalachian authors out there. Anything but Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah, I hear that. Oh, uh, that old uh, that other guy, House Boy. He's got some good books too. <laughs> that's that's right, Silas House. <laughs> yeah, there you go. On the sixth day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me. Six pairs of overalls for farming. Oh my, Elwood, Elwood. You think everybody in Appalachia is a farmer, huh? Well, I just, it's just a way of life. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote through many of the agrarian big cities in, in, in uh, Appalachia. I know you boys are trying to change this farming life. You've had them app harvest folks on there, and they, they try to do it indoors, but you know, the real way to do it is put them overalls on, Will. I got you, Will. I got you. Keep going. On the seventh day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me seven jugs of shine. Shine? <laughs> you think that's all we drink? It's If it's not Mountain Dew, it, it's shine? Hey, they better together. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, Elwood. If you say so. On the eighth day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me eight packs of smokes. Smokes! Oh my gosh, you think pretty, everybody still smokes? Pretty pricey right now, Will. Pretty pricey. <laughs> I heard it's cheap in Appalachia. Well, it's cheaper, but it, it ain't, still ain't cheap. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, Elwood. On the ninth day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me nine government checks. <laughs> you think we're all on the draw? Is everybody on the draw in Appalachia? Well, my neighbor is, and I is, and my <laughs> other neighbor is. So, you know, I mean. That, that, that's it. That's everybody. That's right. <laughs> On the 10th day of Christmas, the New York Times gave to me 10 cocks of crowing. Elwood, back to chickens. You can't get enough of the chickens. Can't, can't live with them, can't live without them, Will. <laughs> you know what, what the thing is? If you had chickens in these urban areas, in these metropolitan urban areas, you'd be hip. But then they uh, want to make fun of us for having them in Appalachia. I 
know it. That's what I'm saying. On the 11th day of Christmas, the New York Times sent to me a trip to my outhouse. No running water. Is that, is that, is that what the, that's what everybody thinks. We don't have running water. That's what they say. They didn't come on down here to Elwood's place and visit me now. They, they might stay a while. You reckon? <laughs> I guarantee you'd welcome them. Absolutely. That's what we do in Appalachia. Put a little candle in the window? Of course. Well, well, I'll end this one right. On the 12th day of Christmas, the New York Times sent to me my two front teeth. A trip to the outhouse, ten cocks a-growing, nine government checks, eight packs of smokes, seven jugs of shine, six pairs of overalls for my farming, a hillbilly elegy, four cans of Copenhagen, three roosters for my front yard, two cases of Mountain Dew, and some pretty shoes for my feet. Elwood, Elwood, Elwood. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Willie. You are typical stereotype of Appalachia. Well, well, I just know that us good people down here, we get, we get made fun of a lot. People throw out some things that sometimes they true, sometimes they ain't. But at the end of the day, we accept them all with a smile on our face. <laughs> We know Santa's gonna come down our chimneys too. <laughs> that's that's good. That's a good philosophy, Elwood. I appreciate you being on, man. I appreciate you coming by, serenading us with your song. Yeah, just thank the New York Times, but they sent that to me. I just want to come on here and share it with you, and I appreciate your time. If it wasn't for the New York Times, nobody would know about us. That's right. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. Now you hear. Neil, 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 you missed it. You, Elwood, Elwood Jones came to visit. What? You had Elwood Jones on here without me? Where'd you go? Uh, Will, in case you don't know, it's going to be zero degrees this weekend. I had to turn the heat lamps on for the chickens. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I just needed a quick break. They got to live too. Oh, you missed a so good one. Go? You, you missed a good one. Elwood came on serenaded us, sang us a little song about the 12 days of Christmas. Oh. The problem is, I don't think he was helping this our, our case in regards to dismissing some of these stereotypes. Well, as long as he got the partridge in the pear tree for Papa. Close enough. Well, I hate I missed it. I guess I'll have to tune in. Definitely tune in, check him out, listen to his song. Take it with a grain of salt. He really hit home at some of those stereotypes. The big media likes to portray of Appalachia, but you know, I know, everyone listening to this show knows that a lot of times this area, this region's misunderstood. But I appreciate Elwood coming on, sharing his, his highlights. Yeah, we're misunderstood a lot by people around the world, but you know what I know, and everybody that listens to this show knows there couldn't be a greater place to live. I guess on this holiday season, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And Absolutely. Happy- Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Old Christmas. Whatever it is you celebrate. Enjoy downtime. Enjoy family time. And don't forget to leave some cookies for Santa. Absolutely. I guess in light of leaving this episode a little short, we will end it like we usually do. 
Till next time, Neil. Peace. Well, you've all heard the story about Rudolph and his nose. But I'll tell you a Christmas tale that never has been told. Well, you may think you've heard it all, but you ain't heard nothing yet. About that crazy Christmas that the North Pole can't forget. Rudolph was under the weather, he had to call in sick. So he got on the horn to his cousin Leroy, who lived out in the sticks. He said, Santa's really counting on me, and I hate to pass the buck. Leroy said, hey, I'm on my way, and he jumped in his pickup truck. When Leroy got to the North Pole, all the reindeer snickered and laughed. They'd never seen a deer in overalls and a John Deere tractor hat. But Santa stepped in and said, just calm down, cause we've all got a job to do. And like it or not, Leroy's in charge and he's gonna be leading you. And it was Leroy, the redneck reindeer, hooked to the front of the sleigh. Delivering toys to all the good old boys and girls along the way. He's just a down-home party animal, two-stepping across the sky. He had him scooting a hoof on every single roof by the light of a neon moon. Santa wrapped his bag with a Dixie flag. He was having the time of his life. And you could hear him call Merry Christmas, y'all, and all of y'all a good night. And it was Leroy, the redneck reindeer, hooked to the front of the sleigh. Story that night.